Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Days the Tam Tam. In this unhinged episode, I am joined by a very special guest to discuss the 60th anniversary episode, Star Beast. Announce yourself, special guest. Uh, hi, I'm Lance. I am from Conversation Eagle Mountain, to the podcast about the tribe. My mind is still buzzing, so... Um, okay, let's start with... Can we start with the, the intro? Yes. Because it's the only the only kind of negative aspect to mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. So I like the dialogue with both Tennant and Tate um, as they're reminiscing about the past and what's happened before. It's a really nice catch up for people who might not have seen it or it's been obviously been quite a few years just yeah. to catch up on everyone. But it was staged very very oddly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Tennant was just floating in space. Yeah, it was very <laughs> strange. I just, I'm not quite sure why they did like that. Like Tate on, sorry, Donna having Donna be there, um, having a cup of tea, like reminiscent. That that worked. But then yeah. it was just juxtaposed with a tenant just standing in space, staring at the camera. It just felt really odd to me. Uh, I don't know how, how did you think about that? Well, I I actually wondered who was he talking to. Yes, it was, it was like he's talking to us, but why were they doing it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know that this is a TV show. <laughs> like a uh, behind the scenes thing yeah they just added it in but like they could it could have worked the dialogue worked as uh like a recap if they just had them like reminiscent like looking not at the camera just thinking about it like but yeah it's like a, it was like a behind the scenes thing to catch people up and they inserted it in and it it just felt odd to me <laughs> yeah no i get completely what you're saying and yeah i agree i think the catherine tate donna noble stuff worked but like you say his his stuff just did not work i'm i'm, I'm wondering if it was cause because they didn't want to show the reveal the tardis interior yet until the end mm. of the episode so they kind of threw that in just him having but just having him there it was just so weird <laughs> just, that, <laughs> like, at least have him like like on a corner like watching her or something then you mean just to to start off this like recap and reminiscent but just him having him standing directly at the camera in space <laughs> with these memories is just odd. It was not the intro, but everything else was amazing. But that just threw me. <laughs> Can I just say, I think they missed the opportunity to do a little bit of 60th anniversary trickery and maybe bring back Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker to actually be the characters that are watching her as she goes through various stages of her life because she won't recognise them. Mm. I, I still think there's a secret. I still think there's something we're, we're going to get, I think. Yeah. I haven't read any rumours about it. I just, I just feel like they are, they are, he's holding his card. I think there's something we're going to get in the future. But, there has um, to be more than that because... I have to say, as that was your sort of niggle, my sort of niggle was the fact that, uh, yet again, it feels like we've got another celebration episode, a birthday episode, and it's celebrating one particular era. No, true. Mm -hmm. You know, and while there are some nods to the classic era and to other doctors that came before, it just yet again feels like, why can we not encapsulate everybody into this? 
No, you're right. Yeah, it does feel it's a, very much a celebration of New Who and Tennant in particular. It does feel... No, no, I get you completely. But from what they've been saying, I think we, the audience, are looking at this the wrong way because these episodes are not really just for the anniversary specials but they're also saying goodbye to that whole era that started with Christopher Eccleston and is now going to come to an end with David Tennant because when Shuti Gatwa takes the keys of the TARDIS it's going back to series one. This is not just a hey we're 60 it's also a goodbye in a way. So do you think the the series one kind of is, is it like is it more you you think it's more it's not just a thematic restart you think it's going to be a fresh i think it's going to be a thematic restart but i do think that this is probably the last time we're going to see david tennant mm. and because he's so much a part of that whole new who revival this is a goodbye to all of that i mean it's going to be really complicated and confusing all i can think is that they've done this because now we've got Disney money involved, there's going to be a push. I mean, I know that there are a lot of American viewers, but I think they're going to try and push Doctor Who from being something that is on the edges and is like what cool people are watching maybe in America <laughs> to being something more mainstream. Can we talk about the Disney money? Yes. <laughs> it glittered on the screen. Oh my God, didn't ever. I mean, it was amazing. It. I loved... The tar- Can we talk about the TARDIS? Yeah, no, let's jump straight to that. Yeah, go. Okay, so the first thing is, I actually love the original sort of concept for the TARDIS that you had, but the round things on the wall and the white colour scheme juxtaposed with the wooden exterior and the fact that it looks really old on the outside and then on the inside it's this, like, pristine IKEA style uh, situation mm. I love and I love what they did with this I love that they kind of did the callback but they made it modernish, but it still kind of looked like a 2000 style iPod and I loved how he could run around in it and it felt so big it was brilliant you're right it's very retro but I, yeah I do love all the sweeping staircases and yeah. ramps it, it, it's beautiful I, I I just wish my, my only niggle for it I just wish there was more more decoration it was just yeah. a bit too sparse yeah but it does look incredible <laughs> it does it does because my one complaint with J.D. Whittaker's TARDIS is that it was oh. always felt like a set. Yeah, it did. It yeah. absolutely did. And also, I have to say, I really liked the effects that they had, the practical, the mixture of the practical effects and the CGI. I thought they did that really well. Yes, a good mix. I'm, yeah, it was a really good mix in this whole episode. So, did you have any surprises in this episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into those. <laughs> uh, I mean... Should we start with the big one? I mean, yeah. Having obviously Doctor Donna back, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that in the first episode. No, no, I wasn't either. Yeah, no, I, I just thought it was gonna be like episode three by the end. We might yeah. get something leading up to the big finale, but no, here I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, no. not yet. <laughs> Their meet you, how they met, was so cool. I absolutely loved it. It was so funny. and it was so clever I mean if it's one thing I want to say about this episode it was so clever and funny yes it was it was really well balanced yeah the the humor was just hit right and it was staged quite well yeah 
That's really nice. <laughs> so, what else are you surprised by? Oh my god! Um, obviously, the the meep surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I just wasn't expecting that <laughs> that turnaround from, from the trailers or anything. I just I wasn't expecting meep to actually be evil. I just did not cotton on. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't. I wasn't <laughs> as good as other people, I guess. But I just didn't think that was going to be the twist. It was. <laughs> well, the thing I like, the message I took away from this episode was um, don't judge a book by its cover. And just be- mm. because something is cute and fluffy doesn't mean that it's automatically good. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, this whole episode did feel like, yeah, judging a book by cover. It, is, it ran through this whole episode. Yeah, it, mm. it was quite, quite well done. Yeah. Well well done. I mean, I kind of thought the meat was going to be evil because I did a bit of reading around it. (laughs) Ah, okay. So, I mean, the thing I thought that was the most interesting was that when the meat, sort of at the end, when the meat had been caught, they mentioned that they were going to tell their boss. And I'm like, who is that? So I'm guessing that must be Neil Patrick Harris, the celestial toy maker. That's the big assumption, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. You think it is? I think it is, yeah. What did you think about the revelation of Donna being able to keep her memories because of Rose? I thought that was actually well done. Yeah. I, I, I did like that because yeah, it makes sense genetically passed on. That was the whole point of how it happened in the first place when she touched the of his hand and the metacrisis happened. So yeah, that, that completely ran with that. That was perfect to me. That worked. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love the reveal that all the toys she'd been making oh, were... It was yeah, so, was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I have to say, I loved that whole relationship. I love the family dynamic. Yes, I, I knew he'd, he'd, he'd hit the nail on the head with that. I, think, I, knew, I knew he'd do that really well, and it worked. Uh, Yasmin was amazing, and Rose, mm. Rose, um, mm. it, it, it worked perfectly, yeah. I myself am not trans, um, you're not trans, but I think they hit how it must feel, because they didn't shy away from the reality that Rose experiences bullying, that she Um, is triggered when people call her weird. They didn't shy away from that, and I really appreciated it. Oh, no, yeah, right, yeah, they didn't. I mean, Donna's just a great mum, isn't she? She's so protective. She's she's amazing. (laughs) My favourite line, my favourite line was just Donna descent, like, I will descend. (laughs) Because you could feel it. She was like, I will protect her. Like, you could just feel it. That, that whole family dynamic is really yeah. well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that Sylvia was desperately trying to protect her child. In the same way that Donna was trying to protect Rose. It was... Yeah. yeah. The Sonic. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to do um, shields. That was quite cool. Sonic that was shields. so cool. <laughs> that was... Like... Um, expensive and it looked, it looked fantastic on the mm. screen how you just moved it around and if the Disney money is going towards little things like that that's that's amazing because it was cool yeah uh, we didn't take away from anything the actual drama going on if you see what I mean it didn't mm. like overshadow what was going on so yeah little things like that I also loved when they went through the houses to get to the car it was really clever yeah. it was so funny 
yeah, they, see, they, they always they just tie he timed the little comedy moments really well because like they were just all passing by the guy who was asleep with the headphones on. It, just, <laughs> it was all funny as they all shuffled past. Like, yeah, he, he really balanced the comedy aspects with the yeah. story. I mean, that whole sequence when they're in the kitchen and everything is kicking off, and Sylvia's like, "He's <laughs> yeah. not here. That's not real. You can't see him." <laughs> it reminded me of what he actually excels at, Russell T. Davis, which is this sort of comedy. Mm. And I don't think anyone else could do it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. To pull it off in that level, no. (laughs) I can't imagine any other previous writers doing that. The final payoff of, like, when Sean comes in (laughs) and he goes, that smells nice. And she goes, tuna curry. interesting that they picked up that thread about the lottery yeah i mean yeah i'm glad i didn't just like, yeah. sweep it under the carpet it was his final kind of present to donna to give her a good life played they continue to play off of that like even in the end of time um they were playing with donna having these like latent memories of mm. events and why she was, she was trying to help him without even knowing it mm. and then in here she was like giving away all the money to help people in need that was so sweet like yeah. even then even though she didn't have the memory she was still remembering that she wanted to be good wanted to be better and mm. oh it's touching she's just <laughs> so such an amazing character yes i loved on her i absolutely yeah. loved on her and their friendship i would say is the most genuine friendship out of the yes. the new run of companions it's the one absolutely. that feels the most realistic i believe them <laughs> 100% 100% I, I, I feel it and I felt it when he lost her and I feel Donna having lost everything that she was when she was with him and oh, yeah. to get back now is like yes it's so it's good like... because I've always sort of read the that Don, that scene with Donna getting her memory white I've always read that as sort of an analogy for Alzheimer's mm. and how That's interesting. yeah I've always read it like that you know and how terrifying it is and sad and everybody else knows who you used to be but you don't remember yeah i'm glad i'm so glad that she got her memory back and in the first episode i know i know it's so great but what do you think happened to all that energy that donna and rose had yeah that's interesting they just they just released it but like uh, yeah that's doesn't that's gonna have to go that has to have gone somewhere I, I, that might come back into play, yeah. I mean, I do wonder whether it was the wisest thing to release that sort of energy in front of an uh, an alien that had already tried to destroy the planet. I mean... <laughs> Very true. <laughs> David Tennant, it felt like he was straight back into being the Doctor. Catherine Tate, straight back into being Donna. We got some lovely new additions in Sean and Rose and surely and it just felt great uh-huh. although one thing i have to say is who the hell is called shirley she looked 30 <laughs> let's be real what person in the 80s and like no not the 80s <laughs> it'll be the 90s what person in the 90s was putting yes i'd like shirley to be the name of my baby <laughs> But 
anyway. Well, she, she, yeah, she was interesting. Uh, I like the new addition to unit. <laughs> She's pretty cool with her. <laughs> the rocket launchers. It was very cool. Starts in her wheelchair. <laughs> and I've got a question, which is this. So is this a huge pothole or does she know about the regenerations because she's, she shares the mind of a Time Lord? But she knew about his face, which I don't think Donna knew about. I think she knew he could change. But, I mean, there's somebody telling you he might change and then there's actually seeing it for a reality. And it felt like she knew about his face having changed from a previous regeneration and come back. Why would she know that? Wouldn't she just think that he hasn't regenerated at all in that time? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I mean, uh, you could say that, yeah, she extrapolated. Uh, I've seen him again and his, maybe his age, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's a bit of a plot, a little bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't quite add up. I was, I was... It just took it out. It took me out of it. And I was like, how does she know about this? <laughs> What? <laughs> it was a great special. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, no, it was very great. It was really great. What would you give this for a special out of ten? Oh, I'll give it a solid nine. It, Same it was great. It had a great story threaded through it. It was funny. It had drama. It was brilliant. A brilliant restart. I completely agree. Well, thank you, Lance, for being available to record this unhinged special have fun i will (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much have a great evening thanks for having me it's a pleasure i love having you on it's always a delight